I'm gonna trade my earthly home for a better one, bright and fair. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears, no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. The weather there is always fair, there is sunshine day and night. No cold and no rain will fall there, for the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no heavy garments, I'll just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown. Good afternoon, it's Friday, January 26th, 2018, and today marks the 15th study that we have done so far in our series, Together in God's Word, in 2018. This is an effort of the Loveland Heights Church of Christ as we try as a congregation, as members of Christ's body, to read through the New Testament together this year. Uh, to look more closely at, at the word that we've been given, to study it, and to find the applications that we can put into place in our lives. Today's reading comes from Matthew chapter 15, and if you have any questions or comments during this video, you can always leave them in the comments section. Uh, in the live chat, of course, if you <coughs> watch the video afterward and you have questions or comments, you can do the same, and we'll be sure to get uh, those questions answered to you. If you want to ask questions privately, you can also message us on Facebook or you can email us at info at loveland.church and we're happy to uh, answer any questions that, that you may have um, there. There's one other thing I wanted to mention and that was uh, sharing the video. Um, we've had some folks that are sharing the videos. So we appreciate that. When you share the video, uh, click the uh, select the share option that says um, share, not share now public is typically, or share now with friends. Um, there's two share options. Uh, the, the one option that just says share gives you the ability to write a comment in your share. Um, and so you can actually do it as a post. And so when you do that, uh, it actually um, helps more people uh, see the video. Um, for those of uh, your friends, um, so that will, that will help uh, Facebook send it out to a few more people. Um, all right, with that said, let's go ahead and get into the Word, and we'll look at Matthew chapter 15. Then the Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. Jesus answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother. And whoever reviles father and mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Now this is a very deep statement. It's a very meaningful statement, and it's something that I think many uh, must consider. And that's the uh, focus of the post of this video, uh, which I wrote, Have you evaluated the doctrine you hold to uh, to ensure that it is consistent with God's word? And are you willing to make a change if you find that it's not? 
You see, the first question is very important because if you're holding to doctrines that are traditions of men and you're holding to them um, and, and you're not holding to the Word of God and those traditions go against the Word of God as, as these traditions here did as, as Jesus uh, rebukes the Pharisees, uh, then you are disobeying God. You, you, are, you are going against that. And, and as Jesus said, you've made void the Word of God in their, in their teachings. Um, so evaluating the doctrine that we practice is absolutely important, and you have to put it to the test of the scriptures. What does God tell us to do or not do? And if your doctrine or your traditions don't fall into that, are you willing to make a change? We're going to be talking about this subject in more depth on Sunday in our lesson on Sunday morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we gather together at 10 a.m. for Bible class on Sunday mornings and then again at 11, um, just continuing on into worship services. This Sunday is a special Sunday. Each fourth Sunday of the month, uh, we gather together and have a potluck, a fellowship meal. And uh, you're invited to join us uh, this week. We're going to be having it right after our morning services. And then right after the potluck, <coughs> we're going to have a song service uh, and, and worship God uh, together more in song then. Um, so I hope you can join us for that. And again, the lesson this, uh, this Sunday uh, is going to cover this section of, of Matthew chapter 15, talking about the traditions of men and the dangers that they have um, and, and why it's important for us to evaluate the doctrine um, that we practice. So I'll go more into that on Sunday. We won't dive too much into it uh, here today. Verse 10, And he called the people to him and said to him, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. So Jesus rebukes the Pharisees. The Pharisees were getting on to him and his disciples for not washing their hands before they eat. And so Jesus, after he rebukes them, calls them hypocrites. He then calls everybody over and says, hey, everybody, come here. Listen. And he gives them this teaching. Then the disciples came to him and said, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides, and if blind, if the blind lead the blind, both will fall in <coughs> both will fall into a pit. This is another important teaching related to false teaching, false doctrine, and the direction that that could take someone. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us, referring to verse. Uh, 11. And Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. So Jesus was taking what the Pharisees had said and what they were, how they were trying to rebuke Jesus and his disciples for not washing their hands before they eat. And Jesus <coughs> is calling out the hypocrisy and the, and the, the traditions of men that, that the Pharisees were trying to hold people to rather than the word of God. And so they were trying to hold them to this, this, uh, this tradition. And Jesus is saying, it's not what goes into your body that defiles you. It is what comes out of your mouth 
that defiles you. And of course, you know, you could take this and, and talk about um, unwholesome talk, you know, swearing, cussing, just saying the saying nasty things about people. Those are those, of course, are things that uh, literally come out of the mouth that defile you. But uh, but as Jesus listed out there, there's many other things because what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. Uh, and so, in your day, daily life, are you producing good things from the heart? Something to apply there as well. Verse 21. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman came from that region, uh, came out, <coughs> and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But Jesus did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. So this woman comes to Jesus and asks him to do these things, and Jesus basically ignores her and keeps going. Uh, but she follows them and continues to cry after. And Jesus said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. <coughs> she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. So we see a different side of Jesus here, don't we? A side of Jesus that... <clears throat> almost seems uncaring. Um, but what's important to understand about what Jesus is doing here with the Canaanite woman is he is fulfilling his task. The job that he was given, the job that he was called to do was to minister to and bring about salvation to the house of Israel. And it wasn't until after his death, burial, and resurrection that was done for all the world and that the Holy Spirit came down and established his kingdom that the Gentiles started be, started coming into this wonderful salvation and wonderful opportunity that Jesus provides. And Jesus is saying it's not yet time for that because it's first the children of Israel. Um, but, but it was the faith of the woman. It was her belief that ultimately brought about salvation for her daughter. Not salvation in the sense that we talk about salvation today, but... The, the restoring of her daughter. And the statement that she makes is important. <clears throat> Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You see, she is submitting to Christ as her Lord, as her master. And that even though initially uh, Jesus said that it wasn't right for him to provide these things to her because it was not his purpose, um, she, she still submits and says, But you are my master, and I will even take the crumbs. I think oftentimes even we as Christians think that we deserve the bread and we neglect the crumbs. And sometimes maybe even uh, we have the crumbs and that's all we, that's all we need. Um, and we find hope in just the crumbs. What great faith this woman had. And hopefully that's a great faith that we can have as well. Jesus went on from there and walked beside the Sea of Galilee. And he went up on the mountain and sat there. 
And great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at his feet, and he healed them, so that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled heal, uh, healthy, and the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. What was the purpose of all of what Jesus was doing? Glorifying God. Now it would seem here, again, as Jesus is in the area of Tyre and Sidon, that these folks were Gentiles. That they were not Jews. Because it says in the last verse there, And they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus' purpose is being fulfilled uh, even amongst the Gentiles as they are gaining faith and gaining belief uh, toward the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd because <coughs> they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat and I am unwilling to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. And the disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed so great a crowd. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Jesus to throw another, oh, you of little faith in here. Uh, do you, have you so quickly forgotten what I just did not too long ago with the big crowd and all we had was a few loaves and fish? And Jesus, said, Jesus though, says to him in verse 34, how many loaves do you have? And they said seven and a few small fish. And directing the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and having given thanks, he broke them, and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate <coughs> and were satisfied. And they took up seven baskets full of the broken pieces left over. Those who ate were 4,000 men, besides women and children. And after sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. So again, we see Jesus doing a, a marvelous thing, taking seven loaves and two fish or a few small fish, rather, and turning it into a, a great meal that left people satisfied. More than 4,000 people were satisfied and fed by Christ, not just physically, but also spiritually. See, that's the important thing I think we need to take away from Jesus feeding the multitudes, because when Jesus blessed this food, everyone saw what he was doing. But yet, the seven loaves and the few fish then turned into this meal that everyone was able to eat. What a marvelous sign that was to encourage further faith, to build up that faith. And really that's the ultimate purpose of signs, was to build faith and uh, to validate the word and the messenger that was bringing about it. And as you can see, the topic or the title there for chapter 16 is the, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees again demanding a sign. As if all these other signs were not good enough, they still want more. So we'll look at that on Monday as we continue this Bible study. I hope you're enjoying the study, these daily studies. I'm sorry this one's a little bit late today. Uh, we typically do these around noon, around lunchtime, um, but uh, it's been kind of a crazy day for me today, so I apologize for that. But um, again, if you uh, want to catch up on, on previous episodes of this, you can always uh, look on our Facebook page. Just look at our video section. You can find all the previous ones. You can also go to our website, loveland.church, uh, and you can find all that you need about the information about uh, the church that meets here in Loveland Heights. You can also check out our media section where these daily Bible study videos are. 
There's also previous sermons in there, uh, but you can also subscribe to the podcast version of these, so you can have these actually delivered to your cell phone or your mobile device of choice uh, each and every day once they get uploaded to the website. So that's a, a nice, helpful tool to have at your fingertips. As I mentioned at the beginning of the video, if you don't mind, please give this video a share. Uh, and again, when you do share it, uh, hit the share button that doesn't say share now, but the other option that allows you to type out a comment. And just leave a comment in there uh, encouraging others to, to watch and to uh, join in the study with you and maybe even leave a, a couple statements about things that, that you uh, learned from this particular chapter. Not necessarily something I said, but maybe something that, that stood out to you. Uh, ultimately, I hope you have a great weekend, uh, and I hope you can join us on Sunday as we gather together to worship, to fellowship, and to praise the Lord and and to uh, proclaim His death. Um, I know that's a weird thing to say, and something that uh, I'm sure you know people outside of the church don't really understand. But uh, it's because it's not a it's not a normal thing to rejoice and, and proclaim in a death. But when that death brought about such wonderful blessings and brought about the hope of eternal life. That's something to rejoice about and it's something to proclaim because all have access to it. If you'd like to learn more about that and learn more about our church, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. You can message us here on Facebook or you can message us directly at info at loveland.church. Hope you have a great rest of your day and a great weekend and I hope to see you on Sunday. God bless. Christ left to prepare a mansion for his children in the air. I'll join him in that land where tears no sorrow can be found. And I'll receive my mansion, mansion, robe and crown.